Do you have an unexpected story to tell or know someone who does? We'd love to have you on the pod. Please apply at please don't tell anyone pod at gmail.com or follow our application link in bio of our Instagram, please don't tell anyone pod or TikTok account. And I said, what happened? And they were like, so Ashley shot your dad. And I said, is he dead? And he was like, yes, yeah. Hey, and thanks for coming back to Please Don't Tell Anyone. I'm Molly Clark, your host, and this is the podcast where you hear unexpected stories by ordinary people. I go and blind all my interviews so that I can hear the story firsthand just like you. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, This episode is our first video episode, meaning that you can watch this on Spotify just the way you're listening to it. There should just be a button to click for the video and you're good to go. So if you're a visual listener, now you have that opportunity. Another fun update is we started a Discord. So if you don't know what Discord is, it's basically a online chat room that is specifically for Please Don't Tell Anyone. You can join through our link in bio of TikTok or my Instagram link. There'll be a Discord button and it allows us to all chat about the episodes and everyone can say their opinions and I jump in and it's a lot of fun. So please come join us. And usually this is the point where you hear the submission of the person whose episode it is. But this episode's a little different. Last week I saw a video on TikTok of Eva telling one minute of her life story And it now, I'm looking, has 10 million views. I think it had something like 6 million when I saw it. And I messaged her right away and I said, please come onto this podcast because in that one minute, I needed an hour and so will all of you. The video that I saw was to this trend where basically there's this like gospel-y music playing and people write something wild and traumatic that happened over that gospel-y music. So in lieu of what her submission would be, I'm going to read you what the video said. My mom dies when I was 15 and my dad assures me he won't be remarrying. Nine months later, he introduces me to a 24-year-old he says he's dating, but two days later told me they actually were married. Not too long after I get used to it, they announce that she's pregnant, but soon after that, she leaves my dad, and it's just me and my dad again. My dad moves to Florida to heal their marriage so their kid can have a happy family, but three years later, I get a call that the now 27-year-old murdered my dad. So that is the video that I saw, and that is the story you will be hearing over the next hour in way greater detail. You can find that video on Eva's TikTok. Her handle's Eva the Freakin' Diva. And she also has an incredible brand called Ghost Cowboy if you're looking for your next favorite t-shirt. Please welcome Eva. Please don't tell anyone. I said please don't tell anyone. Don't tell I said please don't tell anyone. Please don't tell anyone. Don't tell I said please don't tell anyone. I said please don't tell anyone. Don't tell again, please. Don't tell anyone. So going back to 2015, that's when my mom passed away. Um, It was an underlying heart condition, and my dad was out of town. I actually found her, Um, and then we he got the next flight in. He, I, my sister in law picked me up, and then he, I know we just, I was kind of like, okay, well, this is new reality. I went back to school three days later. Um, Nine months pass. My dad picks me up from school. And he's on a conference call. It's a Friday afternoon, and over he had it on speakerphone. Um, he they they were like, Doug, are you going to bring your girlfriend to uh, the the event that we're having this weekend? And he kind of didn't really say anything. He was like, Oh yeah. Um, and then I was like, Oh girlfriend, I because I had noticed he had been texting someone a lot, and you, I was 
six or yeah, I was I was sixteen at the time, so he was using emojis and like hearts, and I was like, mm, I'm picking up on something that doesn't seem like just a friend, but I didn't say anything. Um, and he was like, he was like, what's what's going on, Evil? Why are you so quiet? And I said, you just said girlfriend, or your friend, or your coworker said girlfriend. Um, and he said, oh, uh, she he got me confused with a a guy, another guy. He has a new girlfriend, and I was like, oh well, um. I mean, like, have you been seeing anyone? And he was like, I've, I've been hanging out with one person. I said, okay, have y'all gone on any dates? And he said, well, we went to dinner. And then I was like, okay, have you kissed her? He said, um, we've kissed. And I said, okay, so y'all are dating, essentially, is what I'm hearing. Um, and he said, yeah, I, I mean, I guess you could call it that. And so the next day, she was actually at a hotel in Charleston, and we went to go pick her up, and he, I met her, I was like, okay, so this is my dad's girlfriend, he's allowed to date, he's, mm-hmm. you know, however old he was. Um, How old was he? I want to say this was um, 2016, and he was born in 1961, so I don't, <laughs> can't do the so math So in his that. 50s. 50s-ish, yeah. Late 50s. Um, late 50s, yeah. Just going back for a second, just because I don't yeah. want to rush the story because we have an hour. Um, was it a sh- – when you say your mom had an underlying heart condition, like, was it something that you saw coming? Like, that she – was it a heart attack that she had? How? What was it? Um, so she had not – like, it was either between 70 and 90% heart blockage. Mm-hmm. Um, and, no, we had no – she was probably the – most healthy person I have ever I, we grew up you know eating, she would you know the greens powder now yeah. that was like she was but she was before the trends she was always like oh I have to drink my greens and this was I was five or six so she's been is extremely healthy for as long as I can remember um so it was a huge shock just one day I came home and she was just there you know Wait, and had she, she had a heart just, attack it was basically a heart attack yeah she just kind of grayed out um mm. What she had been having after that, I talked to my dad about it, and he was like, yeah, she had been kind of fainting every once in a while, but we didn't think anything of it because she had some, like, she she went to the doctor a lot, and the doctor actually never caught what was going on. They just, it was, I think, just too many different, like, like she, she had to take one medication for, like, her thyroid or something, and then another medication for something else. I think they just kind of, like, reacted poorly. And it mm-hmm. caused a buildup of blockage in her heart. Do you, but we had so no you, idea. You were 15, right? Yes. Yeah. Was it summer? Were you at school? Like what? Um, this was in December. So it was, I, yeah, right she Christmas. died December 2nd. Yeah. And you just came home and you found her yourself. That's insane. Yeah. I, well, she wasn't answering her phone because she was going to pick me up from school. Um, so I called her a million times. She didn't answer. And I actually was one of the last people in, like, the carpool line. Um, my friend from elementary school, who I hadn't talked to probably since elementary school, because this was freshman year of high school, she was sitting there, too. And I was like, hey, is there any way your mom can give me a ride home? And they gave me a ride home. All the lights were off in my house, which wasn't unusual because my mom liked natural lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she wouldn't answer the door. She wouldn't answer my phone. They were like, okay, let's just go to Chick-fil-A and get dinner, and then mm-hmm. we'll come back. And so we went and got dinner and came back to my house, and I couldn't get in. My mom still wasn't answering, and the her my parents' bedroom was on the front side of the house with the front door, which is where I was, and mm-hmm. their, like the big window was next to the door, so I crawled into the bushes and looked. And I kind of saw her 
silhouette in the bed, but I knew that, like, she she had been staying up really late that period of time cleaning out her closet because she wanted to switch out all of her summer clothes with her winter clothes. So <laughs> she had been up until, like, 3, 4 a.m. just, like, cleaning out her closet and, you know, doing whatever she was doing, organizing. And so I was like, oh, she, maybe she's just sleeping. So I got my neighbor across the street to come, and he broke the door down. And then I went in. He went in, um, and my dog, who – his name is Sully – he is the sweetest golden retriever. I do, yeah. He was next to her, and he was—he wasn't letting anyone near her. He was—he was about to bite my neighbor's hand off, which he—I mean, he's Isn't not it wild how attuned dog. they are. Yeah. So my my neighbor came out, and he was like, "You need to get your dog." And so I went and I got Sully, and then I, you know, I saw my mom, and I kind of just ran out. And then my neighbor called. We called, you know, nine one one. They came and checked her and I just saw my neighbor walk out of the door and he just shook his head and I that's when I knew so then that's when I went to my neighbor's house to wait for my sister-in-law to pick me up how old is your sister are you guys um so I have two older brothers and they're both married and mm-hmm. one is 35 one is 32 and so mm-hmm. my sister-in-law is also oh, sister-in-law 32. yeah okay and all and your brothers are from your parents the same um they're from my mom's side so we're half okay. siblings Okay. Were you really close with your mom? Because she sounds like an amazing woman from everything you've just said. Yeah. I mean, I was just really close with both my parents in general. But she definitely, I was I was really close with my dad. Um, but me and my mom were still very close. She just, you know, I was entering my teenage years. So I know. I, just I was about was to like, say, like, such a hard time to be a yeah, girl with your mom. Yeah. Like, we had actually had, we were in an argument that morning. And I, that was, like, probably my biggest regret of this all. It's just, like, I, I was, she made me mad for whatever reason and then I got out of the car and I, she said love you and I slammed the door in her face not thinking that I you know I was gonna apologize of course. at home but oh my god no yeah just being like a typical teenage 15 year old brat finding your mom dead is an hour in itself but you have this whole other wild component to your story yeah. how old are you right now I'm 21 you're t- only 21 yes I'm 25 yeah. oh okay cool I mean just how are you able to even be so open and talk about all this off the bat right now? Because, like, I'm I'm nervous asking you questions that I'm going to push too far. But uh, you seem first, very open, but I don't. I'm very open. You, okay. Like, you cannot ask a question that's too, you know, intrusive. Okay, so your mom dies. Where was your dad when your mom died? He was on a business trip in Texas, I believe. And, and then, then he- I take it he rushed home. Rushed home, got the first flight. I was already at my sister-in-law's house. Um, and I just, I woke up at like 3am and he came into the room and we just kind of sat on the bed. I don't like, all I remember really from that was he, um, I said, you're never, you're not going to like have a new wife anytime soon or kids. And he was like, no, no. And that, that that was, and I went to bed. Um, Why do you think that was your first question? Like, were your parents in your eyes very happily married or were you like, oh, they're on the outs? They were like, I, from you know, growing up, they, they were just the best couple. They, they loved each other so much. I mean, they inspired me and they gave me a good, they were like role models for what my relationship should be like. So I, I don't know why that was my first question. I guess I was just like, well, I mean like this, this leaves it open that you're, you could remarry. Not that like, and honestly, the most upset I've ever seen my dad was at my mom's funeral. I'd never seen that man cry, and he sobbed at my mom's funeral. So, what was their age gap? Just out of curiosity, 
my mom was two years older than my dad. Okay. So yeah. that's why when we jump ahead now in this story, there is going to be a bigger age gap, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So your mom dies. That first you said it was eight or nine months until you realized you had a girlfriend. It was nine months. And what were those nine months like? Were you spending a lot of time with your dad or did you go back to school? So I went back to school three days later. Um, mm. Me and my dad, yeah, we spent a lot of time together. He really filled in to, he even told me, he was like, I am going to try my hardest to be your dad and try and fill in for mom too. So I Because you were his him, only kid, right? Mm-hmm, right. Because the so, other two are from your mom. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, my sister-in-law, she, she lived with us for a little bit just to help out because, I mm-hmm. mean- it was just me and my dad, and my brother was um, – he was in the military, so he mm-hmm. he was gone, and they were looking for a house. So it just worked out that she could um, move in and, and kind of help out. You know, we – so I became really close with my dad and my sister-in-law in that time period. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, like, we just, you know, did everything together. He'd, I'd wake up, I'd go on a run with my sister-in-law, and then I'd get back before school, and my dad would have breakfast on the table, and we'd all eat together, and then we would cook dinner together. So, yeah, that was, like, a really fantastic nine months because it was December through um, September, I believe. Yeah. And so... You had just gone through this, like, massively traumatic thing. You mm -hmm. thought your whole life was shifting, yet somehow your dad and this amazing sister-in-law created some sense of normalcy and, like, family love. Yeah, it was awesome. That summer, I just, like had such a it was a really great summer for you know just losing my mom yeah of course um and then, and so then how did how long was your dad dating this woman before you found out like since you were with your dad all the time how did not how did you miss this but like you know we're all sleuths at 15 and 16 we figure yeah. things out pretty easily like how did that happen how did he find this woman so they met I'm kind of like not really familiar with the details of it. I know I should be because it's been, you know, in the news for so long, but they met at um through the Trump campaign, I believe, because it was okay. 2016. Um like they met at a rally or It wasn't a rally. My dad, he did work with people pretty high up in the government, and so I think that he was doing something along those lines and mm-hmm. she just happened to be at some event and I think mm-hmm. that's how they connected um and they dated for two weeks before they got married at a courthouse yeah so that was so when you found out they were married yeah so I he told me they were dating the next day we went to go get her from the hotel I met her she was cool I just assumed they were dating I was like I was upset at first but I was like no my dad's an adult he's allowed to date and she seemed fine and so I and I was you know they were I assumed they were just dating So I was like, okay, this, you know, could be over in a week. You never know. Um, And then the next day he came up to my room. I was getting ready to go surfing with my friend. And he was like, hey, you need to come downstairs for a second. We need to have a little chit chat in the the living room. And I was like, no, you know what? I'm good. Like, I'm, you know, you can have your girlfriend, um, but I don't really want to talk about it. And he was like, Mm -hmm. no, I think this is a serious conversation that needs to be had. And I said, no, the only thing that you, I remember this so vividly because it was just such a weird thing. I said, the only thing that you would really have to tell me and I would be interested in hearing is if you propose. And as soon as those words came out of my mouth, he said, we're married. So I got in my car and I drove my, I didn't have my driver's license. I had my permit. So I wasn't legally allowed to drive without an adult. I drove myself to my friend's house because I was getting ready to go surfing. And then I, at this point, like most of my friends 
I told my close friends, like, my dad is literally dating a 23-year-old. And so I went and I sat with my friend and her parents. And I was like, so my dad's actually married to this 23-year-old. And they were like, are you kidding me? Are you, is, is her name public? I mean, I don't necessarily want to publicize her name if you don't want to. But I wasn't sure where things stand because yeah, I know nothing Ashley. about the trial. Okay, yeah. so her name's Ashley. Yeah. You meet her. You're like, okay, she's young. She's nice. She was nice to you at first? Yeah, she was nice. My dad, like, we were literally sitting in the hotel parking lot or, like, the little roundabout thing um and he was showing me videos of her doing ballet and he was like yeah she's a model she does ballet she's like crazy she's she's crazy good at ballet um Mm -hmm. and she was he was just like telling me about how she actually taught ballet to girls my age or Mm -hmm. she used to so she was like he's you know she's good she's a ballet teacher she's really good at ballet and she works with girls your age all the time So when he tells you that they're actually married and you, I understand you left, you talk to your friends, you come home, there's then a conversation, right? Where like, does he explain why and how and that honestly, I don't really remember what he, like, how did he justify it? Did you kind of black it out? Yeah, I think I blacked it out a little bit. What I really remember was she was going to move in almost immediately to my house, which that was like, okay, wow. Um, but also my sister-in-law was still living with us. Yeah, you had just come off this like euphoric summer after yeah, your mom died. Yeah, so my sister-in-law was like, oh my gosh. She actually ended up finding like a, a house um, that, you know, so they she moved in there. He he kind of justified it in a way. He was like, well, you you need someone. She's a, she's a great girl. Um, she's great with girls your age. She wants this. I told her everything that happened. She wants to be a role model for you and kind of fill in those motherly roles. And I was like, Dad, I I have that. I have someone mm-hmm. who can... Um, who, who's doing that. Yeah. Who you already feel secure with. Yeah. And he was like, well, no, I mean, you just... I don't know. You need someone. You need someone. And I was like, I, I don't. So we disagreed on that. And, you know, he was still a great father. So he didn't really... He understood that there was probably going to be some backlash um, but I think that in his mind and and in Ashley's mind too, they I was just gonna be accepting of it. Yeah. And so and then I wasn't, and that's what started causing problems. So she moves in, then what happens? You find out they're married. Does she ever address that with you off the bat? Like, yeah, we got married? Not really. I, I this is all kind of a blur at this point because I was doing I had school I had my social life I was playing lacrosse I was I was just like your mom had just died your dad had just gotten married yeah Yeah. so everything was just kind of like what the hell is going on um but so then what happens she moves in we everything was fine I mean I didn't really necessarily have any issues with her living with us I remember one time I really wanted those succulents that like remember in like 2016 2017 when succulents were just like a huge thing Mm -hmm. and everybody had a bunch I really wanted some so he was like all right let's go to the the plant store and me her and my dad went and got like like a bunch of them and then we spent a couple hours on the front porch me and Ashley repotting them all and so and like making it super cute and we hung them on the back porch and so I was like okay this girl's she's cool you know and yeah this sounds like a nice moment yeah and so we we had like nice moments like that all the time that was in I want to say like around September um it was right when school started and that December I had made a really good friend in one of my classes and she called me I was at I was up in North Carolina for like a lacrosse 
it was like some lacrosse thing. I it was a mm-hmm. four day weekend. I was just playing lacrosse nonstop for four days, and I was in the middle of a game. And this girl that I met um, in my art class and became really close with, she called me and she was like, "Hey, I actually I need a place to stay." And my I I I was like, "Okay, I'm in North Carolina right now. I'll be home tomorrow." Let me talk to my dad about this. And my dad and Ashley were there. And um, I went to them and I was like, hey, my friend needs a place to stay. And it was a, you know, four bedroom, three bathroom house. We mm-hmm. had plenty of room. So I had the whole upstairs myself. He was like, of course. Were like- you in the same house that your mom had died in? You guys stayed there. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So that was also weird because my dad. That is weird. Yeah. They like, they, that's one thing. They started like redoing everything. And so it kind of just looked like. My my mom had never even existed in a way, and she moved into the bedroom that mm-hmm. your mom lived yeah. with your dad, and that she died in. Yeah, so it was weird. It's very it was, that painful. was that was one thing that was just like so weird to me. But he was like, "Yeah, of course we'll go. Like get get all of her information, or you know, tell her that we'll come help her move all of her stuff in." And the next day, we mm-hmm. went and got all of her stuff, shoved it into my two door jeep, and went to my house and just moved her in mm-hmm. immediately. My dad and Ashley got her room ready. And then she just all of a sudden I had my good friend living with me and my dad and Ashley. So how do we go to then her murdering your father? So um, after my friend moved in, it was a few months later. We were me and my friend were upstairs just hanging out doing homework in my room or something. And um, Ashley and my dad walk in and they were like, so actually you two are going to have um a little sister basically my dad took guardianship of my friend so he could sign her in and out of school and stuff like that um and we considered her family because she was living with us and she was my good friend we became very close um and he was like y'all are gonna have a little sister and I just kind of was like excuse me I thought you know this is all within their first year of dating Mm -hmm. of being married yeah because okay. so yeah sorry Barry yeah it's a, you would think like dating right um, yeah <laughs> but no so I was kind of just like all right um that I guess okay I, I didn't really know what to think but then um so she she was pregnant she was having a pretty bad pregnancy also in this time period they had started an inter, uh, it's international ballet Charleston International Ballet Company something along those lines that's why this story was so relevant in the news is because they started this ballet company um and it was a big deal in the ballet world so Mm -hmm. um my dad was busy with his job they were starting this comp this ballet company they had hired a bunch of dancers they had done a lot of different things they were like starting to look at spaces for a ballet studio and they were getting like moving dancers down into Charleston they were getting directors and they had this whole thing going Mm -hmm. and Ashley was like basically in charge of everything because she was a ballerina um but then she got pregnant and so she was having a terrible pregnancy my dad was juggling all of this he was juggling her pregnancy me my friend and um both of like the the ballet company and whatever he did for work and um that's when things started going south because he she was like I want to go stay with my mom in Florida because you don't like I I just I need someone to be there for me all the time because my dad was so busy he was trying but you know he was like okay that's a good idea and I'll just come visit you so she moved down to Florida to be she was from Florida originally but she moved back down to Florida just for the time being to stay with her mom during this pregnancy yeah yeah 
Um, and my dad would go visit her every, you know, probably like once a week. He was always just like in and out of the house. And he also traveled a lot as it, um, as it was. But one day I came home from school and me and my friend had ridden together to school. So my car was still in the driveway, parked behind her car because she was in Florida and my dad drove her to Florida. Um, but my car, or it was, my car was still there. Her car was gone. And I was like, that's a little weird. I called my dad immediately and he was like, okay, file a police report. Like we, it, it was obviously stolen, which I lived in a very safe, safe neighborhood. neighborhood. Yeah. There's never been like a car being stolen directly out of someone's driveway, first of all. Second of all, when it's literally parked in in the driveway. Um, Your car or Ashley's? Ashley's car was gone. Okay. And so I went inside and some weird things, like some of the art that she had done was off like taken off the walls and then I went into their bedroom and there was a note on the bed and I said oh my god I think I know what happened and so I freaked out I was like my dad is going to be so upset I don't know like what's what's going to happen um so I left the house and then my sister I what called, did the note say I didn't read it I I just like I left oh. the house I got in my car and I started driving my sister-in-law's house and I called her and she was like Eva go back like go back you need to be there for your dad and I was like okay So I went back and he came home and he read the note and I could just see it in his eyes. He was really quiet. It was like anger and betrayal. It's like he felt, I just could see that he was feeling every emotion emotion because he was upset. He loved her. He, he like, he was so excited. He, he, she had left him and she was pregnant with Mm -hmm. his child who he was so excited for because my dad always wanted more children. I don't think my mom Mm -hmm. did because my mom was 42 and she had me and she had two other kids. Um, so I, he was just thrilled. And then all of a sudden she left him and I don't even know to this day what the note said. Um, but then things kind of were weird and then things got better until did she, you didn't see her again in this period of time. She had left. She had left. She was gone, but she started calling. She's still pregnant with his kid. Mm -hmm. She started calling, um, the police in Mount Pleasant in Charleston um, and the police were coming to my house. My dad was, he was out of town a good bit. So I was there in the house by myself most of the time, um, or with the, my friend and the police just started showing up and then CPS came to my door one day and they were like, Hey, um, are you Eva? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, well, we were in touch with Sarasota police department, which is where Ashley was residing in Sarasota, Florida. Um, mm-hmm. and they, we just want to do like a wellness check. I was like, um, we're all good here. Everything's well over here. I don't, I don't know. But there was like, how old are you at this time? 17? Yeah, I think so. Because you couldn't have been 18 because at 18, they wouldn't have done this, right? Yeah, I was was 17. Yeah. Um, what did CPS say? Did they leave? Were they like, they kept in touch. This is what the complaint has been. Yeah. And I think at that point, like they, that this, this actually was making a lot of allegations against my dad um, that were absolutely insane, but because she had made so many behind his back that they came and they were like, hey, so we're going to have to do like a background check on your dad and, and you're mm-hmm. going to have to move out of the house. Um, so I moved in with my brother and my sister-in-law for a few months um, just while it was, I believe it was like Thanksgiving of that year to the beginning of the summer of the next year. Um, and I would still go over to my house all the time and I would see my dad and I would hang out with him and I wanted to move back in with my dad because I wanted- What kind of allegations was she making that took it to a point where you had to move out? Um, that he was, he was beating me, he was beating her, he 
was, you know, doing all of this, these crazy things, and he was, like, violent, and which was far from the truth. My dad, if yeah. he was sitting right here, like, he was not the tallest man. He was, like, kind of, you know, not scrawny because he, he worked out a lot, but, like, just very mm-hmm. docile. Like, he just, mm-hmm. you know, so, like, soft-spoken, chill, like, never yeah. anything like this. So these allegations were, I didn't know that she was making these at the time. I was just kind of confused. I was like, okay, like, I guess I have to move out for a few months. Okay, whatever. I just, like, all of these things happening, I think I was just so kind of like, I was just like, all right, so this is happening now. I guess I'd move out. Yeah, everything was happening so fast. You were just kind of like going through the motions. I was just going through the motions because I was still trying to get through high school and I had all these (laughs) curricular activities. I was trying to balance balance my social life. Um, And so I moved out and then I moved back in June of... 2018 I believe at this point has she had the baby yes she had the baby at this point she had had the baby I was about to start my senior year of high school he was going to Florida all the time to hang out with her and the kid they were back together I think like all everything was good everything I don't know I I asked him had you met the baby no not yet um I had asked him to kind of keep me out of their relationship because I was just so high strung from all of whatever it happened traumatized yeah Yeah. um and then that December for Christmas I went to go hang out with him and the baby and Ashley and Ashley's mom um and things were okay until I was in Florida with them which I didn't really want to go to Florida but my dad really wanted me to have a relationship with my stepsister which I did too um, but when I went to Florida to wow, meet her. Wow, what a weird relationship you must have with her now. <laughs> I, I mean, she's still so young and I like because of the trial, I'm just like, it, it's a whole thing. But yeah, I would love to. Crap. I mean, we'll get there. Well, but yeah. yeah, we'll get there. Um, but then she, her and her mom pulled me aside during. So we were we were at it was like, I think, midnight church service Christmas Eve or something like that. Her I started having a panic attack in because it was. Me, my dad, Ashley, Ashley's mom, and the baby. And the baby started crying. Ashley and their, her mom were, like, you know, doing whatever. And Ashley and my dad were, like, PDAing in church. And so I started having a panic attack. I got overwhelmed. Yeah. I went into the hallway. Ashley chased after me. Her mom chased after her. And I was, like, they cornered me. And I was, like, can y'all just get away? Like, I don't want anything to do with y'all. I'm here for my dad. Please just get away from me. And they were, like starting to tell me they were like no your dad like we're worried for your well-being your dad killed your mom um he's like out to get us all and I was like whoa okay can I I literally told I said can y'all fuck off y'all are insane please stop talking to me my dad did not kill my mom he is not trying to kill me he's the greatest dad this world has ever seen and they did an autopsy on your mom yeah they did which it turns out after she they they did that or you know they did an autopsy Ashley had actually reached back out to the coroner's office to get those reports so she could look into him herself because and your was, dad was on a trip when your mom died. Yeah, and so she was, but she was fully convinced that my dad had killed my mom at this point. And I don't think my dad knew that she was. She still believed this because he was in Florida. He was. He had gotten an apartment in Florida. He was, you know, there. He was gonna. He he had moved full time to Florida at this point, and um, he would just come to Charleston a few days a week to like be with me. I don't understand why she would think that your dad murdered your mom when there's an autopsy. And he was in a different location. Like, then nothing would point in that direction. No, absolutely nothing. So people, she was reaching out to, like, my mom's old friends. She was reaching out to everybody that she could. My neighbors saying, like, what like what, what was their relationship like? Like, she was fully convinced that she he had killed my mom. 
Um, so I told her off. I told her mom off and we went back into the church service. That was added. I don't even think I told my dad um, that happened, which I should have because the same thing happened in Easter when I went to go see the baby again and spend time with the baby on Easter. We were shopping and we were in an, like a de- like a department store and she dragged me over. She looked at the ceiling, saw that there was loudspeakers up in the corner, dragged me over to underneath the speakers. And she was like, your dad killed your mom. Like he's, he's, he's going to like hack our phones and, you know, cause he worked in technology. And I was like, you're delusional. I don't even know. So I told her, I was like, can you please like stop talking to me? I'm not here for you. I'm, I, I don't even, I don't want anything to do with you. I'm, I'm here for my dad. I told my dad cause he could sense something was off. He was like, Eva, what's going on? And I was like, I want to go home. He was like, well, at least spend Easter morning with us. And I was like, okay, but then I'm leaving. He was like, what's going on? Like, why are you so upset? And I said, because Ashley is trying to convince me that you killed my mom. And that's when he he was like, has she done this before? And I was like, yeah, she did it in Christmas last time I was here. I don't, he didn't know that she was, she was doing this. He didn't know that she was so fixated on it. I yeah. would have thought that she would have gone to him and been like, I know you killed your wife. No, I'm she like, was going, she was going like behind his back and, and doing all of this. And so he got like very upset. He was like, you know what? I'm leaving her just like, just like she left me. This is absolutely ridiculous. I'm, I'm coming home with you. And I was, I, that's when I was like, they are literally driving over here with your kid. You can't, you can't leave your kid. And he was like, you know what? You're right. Like, I was like, just spend Easter, we'll spend Easter morning together. And then, um, we like, I'll go home and you can go home tomorrow. I don't know. I'll, yeah, like this, you can't, you can't leave the, the baby. Um, and he was like, you're right, you're right. So we spent Easter morning At this together. point, did they have 50-50 custody? Uh, yeah, yeah, they did. So, okay. um, and they were spending all, like, a lot of time together. Yeah, it's not like that was even a thing. Yeah, like, yeah. they were mending their relationship. They were going to marriage counseling or whatever. They were, like, spending, you know, going to dinner, going to lunch, going to the beach together. Then I moved in, my dad got me in an apartment here in Charleston, because I was in this big house still by myself, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of days out of the week. He didn't like that. And so I moved into an apartment um, for the second semester of my senior year. Then I started college. That At that point, everything seemed normal. He, I, uh, he kept me out of it. He would send me pictures mm-hmm. of the baby every once in a while. But other than that, he knew that I just did not want to be a part of it. I did not like Ashley. But he was, like, fixated. He was like, no. I have to show her what a good husband is. She just doesn't understand because mm-hmm. she was in a, a marriage before my dad. And she God. she also had, like, her dad had left her and her mom when she was younger. So okay. I think he thought that she just genuinely couldn't trust men. Didn't know what it looked like. Yeah, and so he was loved. like, I I have to show her that what a good man looks like. And I, I believed him, but I was like, I don't want to be a part of it. You know, I'll have a relationship with my stepsister, but that's it. And me and my dad were super close, so he respected me started started college everything was fine I literally talked to my dad probably I called him 10 you went to car college in Charleston yeah so I started like at college locally. in Charleston okay. yeah um I called my dad probably 10 to 15 times a day he just like we texted all day every day I was working I had you know everything was great everything was back to normal he would come he'd come to Charleston like once a week and he would stay um with me in my apartment just because you know hmm. he had started renting out my childhood home um and so I saw him, like, once a week. 
Um, and he usually, he would pass through, he'd, he had to go to North Carolina a lot, so he would come through South Carolina, stop to see me, and then go, like, leave either, like, a couple hours later or stay the night and go the next morning to North Carolina, do that on the way back. Yeah, it was starting to be, like, a well-oiled machine. Yeah, like, he, he, and he had my dog with me, too, Sully. So, I mean, like, Sully and him, they were just, like, buds. The hero of the story. Yeah, like, Sully was sitting next to him in the passenger seat, he would drive to North Carolina, drive back to Florida, see me, like, it was, everything was great. And then COVID hit. So now we're at March 2020. Mm-hmm. Okay. I had finished my, my my freshman year of college, and um, everybody was scared. And, it, you know, my ex's parents were like, well, you don't want to be living by yourself during this. And I was like, yeah, no. So I just moved in with them and stayed with them. At the time, he wasn't your ex, though. At the time, we were still dating. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. I was going to say, that's an even, even messier no, situation. That would, He's that, your ex while you're living in this That, that would have <laughs> been a whole other layer to the story. But, no, everything was great with him. <laughs> okay, um, cool. And so me and my dad, we were, like, talking every day. I was, you know, I'd call him freaking out once a day, being like, Dad, please, like, stay safe. I don't want you to get COVID. I know that older people are dying from it. And he was yeah. like, Eva, God. it's fine. Everything's fine. You're not, like, you're okay. I'm okay. We're healthy beings. Was he in Florida or was he still doing this commute? He was, okay. he was in Florida. And I think, I mean, he still was commuting. But I mean, yeah, I mean, the South was way more the, lenient about COVID. Yeah, so I think I we shut down really for like two weeks, and then I went back to work. Yeah. Like, I, and I was working at a at a bar that was packed half the time. So, I mean, like, it was just it was yeah. a weird time for everybody. But totally. Um. So that summer, I just I worked and I talked to my dad every day. I started. I moved into a new house. Um downtown with some girls and I was like gonna start CFC it was kind of on the fence whether or not CFC was going to be doing in person or online and so I called my dad and I was like hey I want to take a gap year I don't want you paying tuition if for college if you're literally just going to be um paying for me to be online. paying for me to be online I'm going to cheat my way through this and I hope you realize that <laughs> I'm going to cheat and I'm not going to learn anything and you're going to be paying thousands of dollars and that's just you yeah, know very honest of you and he was like okay no yeah I I agree so we um I just took a gap year and this was um August of 2020 2020 yeah and then um you also, like, haven't had a moment to mourn your mom's death. There's been so much chaos. No, I literally, like, the, I don't, yeah, I never really, that was just, a like. A pandemic, a pregnancy. Yeah, that was just put a, into a, a box. Accusations. Put into a box, yeah. shoved away. So, um. Yeah. I. Are you in therapy now? No. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. So, I will, okay, so, we'll, we'll get to that, I guess. But, okay, okay, okay. Um, I was working. Everything was great. My dad texted me a Bible verse. That was something he'd always done. He would text me a Bible verse every mm-hmm. single morning. Um, and that's when he, it would it'd be like 4.35 in the morning. So that's when he got up. And then I would get up at like a reasonable hour, like 7 or 8. And I'd text him, good morning. And then he'd call me and be like, what's on the agenda, agenda for today? And I'd be like, oh, I have work. And so that was just like the new routine. I was living. I just moved in with these girls. Everything was great. And then um, September of 2020, I was starting a new job and I went it was near my sister-in-law's and my my brother's house so I was at their house Mm -hmm. and that morning my dad hadn't sent me a bible verse um which you know sometimes he would get on calls pretty early in the morning and he just you know so it wasn't out of the ordinary and he worked in the government you weren't sure exactly what in the government just technology (laughs) he did technology something along those lines but um got it he he was always yeah Yeah. maybe who knows um (laughs) That was that was a running joke for a while because I could never explain yeah, it. I'm so sure. my friends were like, "Oh, your dad's in the FBI." I'm like, "Nope, he's not." Yeah. But um, so <laughs> I um, I kind of freaked out a little because I texted him and it, uh, like a couple hours had gone by and he still hadn't called or anything. 
Well, also, you have this trauma of my mom. texting and trying to call your mom yeah. and your mom not picking up. Of course, that was so he would freak that's, out. But he knew that too. And I'd, I'd explained it to him yeah. before. Um, I did go to like therapy for a few weeks because, like, when my mom started, it was literally like, like maybe four times I went to therapy for that. But that was one of the things we went over. And she told my dad, she was like, You need to be on it when your, da- your daughter texts you because mm-hmm. that's just the new reality. Um, mm-hmm. So he, even, like, all of his friends, all of my family members, all of his coworkers would say, oh, no, Doug could be literally speaking to the President of the United States, and if Eva called, he would say, hold on, I need to talk to my daughter. So he, it was really kind of weird for hours to go by, and he still wasn't answering. Um, But AT&T, like, the the towers were kind of being really spotty that week. And so I was like, I texted him, I said, I think the towers are down, I don't know what's going on. Still wasn't answering. Then I started really freaking out. I called my boyfriend at the time, um, my friend... And my his girlfriend, because we were all like a little group, I called my sister-in-law and I told them and they were like, Eva, you're, you're just freaking out because it happened with your mom, your dad's, nothing's wrong. I was Googling um, car accidents, Florida, Sarasota, Florida. I was trying to figure out like if something had happened, um, couldn't find anything. And then I went to my sister-in-law's house and I told her and she was like, Eva, like it's it's fine. He's going to call you in a couple hours. Just go to work. Did you call Ashley during any of this or you just didn't have contact? With I her? didn't have contact with her, but I did text the only number I had uh, that was or I, mm-hmm. hers. I don't know if it was an old number, but because I hadn't talked to her in so long, but I texted my dad too. I said, Hey, I'm about to actually call Ashley. Um, cause I'm worried. And so I texted her and mm-hmm. I said, Hey, I don't know if you've talked to my dad recently or not. Um, and it delivered. So I assume, you know, but I, to your knowledge, he was in Florida. He was in Florida. Yeah. So, um, I get a text from my uncle who I'm like he him my uncle and my cousin my it's my dad's brother and my cousin who's my age they visited South Carolina in July and me and my dad came too Mm -hmm. and we all hung out so he texted me and I was like this is kind of weird I mean he doesn't really reach out he said hey Eva what's up and I was like okay so I called him and he had my other uncle on the call too and I could hear them um he was like, hey, like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just at Beverly's house. And he was like, oh, okay, like, like, like or, I need to tell you something. And, and I heard my other uncle, well, he's technically my cousin, but I called my uncle, and he was like, have you told her yet? And my Uncle Dave was like, no, not yet. Um, and I said, what happened? And they were like, so Ashley shot your dad. And I said, is he dead? And he was like, yes, yeah. Um, and so at that point, he was just, like, talking and I just kind of like, I was like, hey, I need to call you back. I put him on speaker. My sister-in-law was sitting right there with their literal newborn in her lap. She put the newborn down next to her on the couch. And I just crawled up into her lap and I looked at her and I said, I don't have parents. That was like just my initial reaction. I was like, I don't, I don't have fucking parents. And she was like, yeah, um, she was crying. So she, I was starting my new job that day too. So she had to call my boss for me and say, hey, there was an accident, like Eva can't come in. And my boss was super understanding because she went to high school with my brother. So mm-hmm. um, then I I literally said, I have to go. I had plans with my friends after work that day. And so I went and I got in my car and my friend lived right down the road. I just drove two minutes down the road. I sat on the porch. They were all sitting on the front porch and they were like, they're like, what's going on? Because I'd been crying and I was just kind of like spacey. And they're like, what What happened? And I said, um, Ashley murdered my dad. And they just kind of stared at me and they were like, you're kidding, right? And I was like, no, not. Like, the, she. I don't have parents. Um, and so that was kind of it. And then that, like, the, 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 the first reaction was, I don't have parents. The second reaction was, I have $50 in my bank account and rent's due in three days. Because it was September 20. 20- eighth when I found out it was 27th when she killed him 
Um, so I called my uncle and I was like, that's like, literally, I just, I need, I need rent for next month. I need, I, that's, that was all I was worried about. And so they gave me like people kind of like all put together some money and they wired it into my bank account. And they're like, all right, like pay your rent, pay what you like, do what you need. That night we, there my friends were like, what are we going to do? And I said, honestly, I think like shit's about to get real. I, this is the last night that's going to be somewhat normal. So we rented a hotel room and just get partied. That's what we did because I like you like blacked out. I didn't night. black out at all. I just I I mean I I got but you drunk. got super drunk and ha- yeah and we just like we hung out. We it was a um like an inn on on this creek that so like it was on the water and like we just I just kind of was process not even processing. We were all just kind of like in disbelief. No, just we were just in complete going. shock. So yeah, that's what happened. Um and then and at this point, you don't know the circumstance of why she killed him. Mm-hmm. Wh- where I know nothing. You know, I know that she shot. You hadn't seen your dad. I know that she shot him, and then the next day, like news articles started coming out, and there was like little little clips on you know the local news channels, and it had the house, and it had the ambulance in front of the house, and and um, people started calling me, and they detectives were calling me, and we were trying to piece together what had happened, and then it turns out that um, she claimed it was self defense. Um, she said that he was attacking her because they were they were packing up to move to Maryland that weekend. And I knew that because I had talked to my dad earlier. Um, Why were they moving to Maryland? I think my dad had a job opportunity or some work that he had to do there. And they were going to start fresh. They were going to, like, her, her mom was going to move with them. He was just going to get them out of Florida. And they were going to, you know, start, like, fresh with their relationship for the baby. Um, mm-hmm. And he had, like majority of the house packed up he was going to pick up the last box and she came around the corner shot multiple times he was shot once in his arm and then once once in his like his chest cavity um and she waited 15 minutes to go to the neighbor's house to call the police but the neighbor had already called the cops because he had heard multiple gunshots um and the detectives concluded that there was no dna of one another on either of them so it was she was lying he didn't attack her and she also she waited 15 minutes so he i'm thinking she waited 15 minutes so she, he would die so he what couldn't out? yeah talk to the cops um but he was alive for 2 hours after she shot him and they just couldn't it was like do not resuscitate so they couldn't um you know i don't know if he had a do not resuscitate order i think so yeah so he and i think they tried to keep him as long as live alive as long as he could but i think that they just they couldn't save him have they said uh have they said, like, I mean, this is such a shitty question to ask, but it's on the top of my head. Like, if she had called 911 right away. Well, 911 was called right away. So her shots didn't just kill him. Yeah. Even though he was alive. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, she was she was at least, there was no gunpowder residue on him, which means that she was at least, like, six feet away, I think, when she shot him. And he was also angled from the way the, the bullets hit him. So um, mm-hmm. he... You know, it was clearly not out of. It wasn't head on. He was like doing something. Yeah, it was. Yeah. He was picking up a box, so it was clearly out of self defense. Or it was no, it clearly was not out of self defense. Was not out of self defense. Yeah. Um. And she did. Um. Was it her gun? Yes, I believe so. And then she pled the fifth. She went. She was in jail for seventeen days. She got out on house arrest because there was a baby involved. Um. And then she had visitation like once a week with the kid or something. And then now there's just a trial waiting to happen. And, you know, I've done multiple news articles and interviews with... And she's out on bail? Mm, yes. Yeah. And then she tried to get off of house arrest, too, at one point. Because um, she wanted to go to the beach with her daughter. She wanted to get in the water. And our thing was like, okay, well, um, so would my dad. 
but he clearly can't. So fuck you. Like, no. And they, they obviously denied her request, but. Have you spoken to her since she shot her, your dad? No, I'm not. I'm not allowed to because there's an ongoing trial. Do you want to? Yes. Really bad. Like if she or when she goes to jail, you know, and it's the situation like where you can go face to face. Do you think you'll do it? Yeah, I just have one question for her, and that's, I I just, I really want to ask her, you lost your dad emotionally when you were my age. You knew that I didn't have a mom, and that's the reason, one of the reasons you wanted to marry my dad is because you wanted to fill in, like, for a motherly role, and yet you, and then you also have a daughter, so you know what it's like to grow up without a dad, you have a daughter and you have somebody who you once loved and wanted to be a role model for and you took away her only living parent and then you're taking away your daughter's dad as well. Why? Like what's going through your head that you think that's acceptable? You know, like why would you put someone put someone else through basically the same trauma that you went through? Well, she's obviously like, that's, mentally unwell. Yeah. Yeah. So they did psych evaluations on her as well because um, towards the end of their relationship they they're both they both had a psych evaluation my dad had like generalized general anxiety or something yeah like you that. said then, they were in couples therapy as well yeah and then she had um histrionic personality disorder mm. so the same thing amber heard has mm. is the do you know if the family or the the psychologist that was working with both of them as a counselor is you know is she involved at all like is she testifying with her notes or um, I really don't know. I don't know who's going to be, be involved what, in the trial. Yeah. yeah, I would. I would be too. I know it's in. It's in the police reports and all. The when is the trial? Reports. It was supposed to happen January of last year. Um, and the pre-trial has been pushed pretty consistently every three months. So I think September the pre-trial is supposed to happen, but I haven't even been deposed yet. So and like not a lot of people have. So I think it's probably going to be a while. And she also keeps changing attorneys and. Just kind of a mess. Um, so she will remain on house arrest until the trial. And then mm-hmm. if guilty, she will then go to jail. I'm just yeah. mansplaining to myself the Yeah, and right <laughs> now it's it's looking like second degree um, mm-hmm. is what she'll be charged with. But we're hoping that maybe it'll be first degree because there is like a few slivers of evidence that, that push towards premeditation. Were you in charge of finding this lawyer and like going fighting for your dad here or... Who, who so he he had already had an attorney um okay. because of their their divorce or their separation mm-hmm. or whatever so that guy so just she jumped had on been it. there yeah so she was she was great she had been there through oh, he, um their entire <laughs> their entire relationship um and like and the custody battle when that was going on she had all like detailed notes of everything going on detailed notes of every allegation actually made against him um so she she really had the full story so immediately she hopped on it she was actually the one that the police reached out to first, and then she called my uncles, and they called me. Mm-hmm. Um, so she like she really had everything like laid out, and so she's been like an amazing help trying to piece together what the hell happened and what's going on and what's gonna happen. Who has custody of the child? The um, Ashley's mom. Okay, where yeah. do you stand with? that child I mean that must be a very weird headspace for you like this child's not done anything wrong yet they're attached to so much trauma I am I want to have a relationship with her one day right now I we want to get her out of custody of the grandma um but CPS doesn't see anything wrong with that relationship because you know it's the mother's mother 
so they, they really didn't. But um, to really, if we wanted to get custody, I would have to be going to Florida probably once a month getting visitation rights and, and building a relationship with her to show the court, hey, no, I we have a relationship with her. Uh, that's just not financially plausible right now. So, yeah. Um, but I do want, I, I, I'm hoping that, you know, she's probably very aware that something's not right at this point because she is, I think, five. Um, mm-hmm. But... I want to have a relationship with her. I want to be the one to tell her what happened because mm-hmm. clearly I think that if her mom told her what mm-hmm. happened, it would not be correct. And I want her to kind of know well, and understand who my dad was through me because I got to experience him a little more than she did. Well, she's definitely never going to have a perfect image of her mom. So even if you aren't the one to tell her the story, which I too very much hope you are, I mean, she's 50% your dad, which sounds like an incredibly loving yeah guy and I mean you are a stable person who will be in her life eventually yeah so I'm hoping eventually we'll be able to get uh some kind of custody and I think you know one of my family members would take her Mm -hmm. so all of this was in the last two years so again we're really and the trial hasn't even happened yet you're still in it yeah, you, I'm just in the thick of it. How do you, how are you doing this? I mean, how do you do this without therapy? Seriously, do you want to be in therapy? It's not a judgment. I'm just, I I haven't been able to do my life <laughs> no, without I, therapy, so I can't imagine <laughs> how you do your trauma. I get that, I get that question a lot. Um, I have like a great support system. I mean, I have my family members. I have my friends. I have my dad's best friends. I have, you know, literally every single person has been so kind and so loving. And I think also, um, I mean, TikTok, I gained mm-hmm. a platform overnight because of making, you know, a pretty dark humor joke on the internet last, mm-hmm. I think it was last year, um, early last year. And so the amount of like love and support just from the internet too. And I immediately, cause I, I did, had 50 bucks in my bank account immediately. I was just like, all right, I have to get my money up. I have to start working. And I wanted to get on my feet before I started therapy because I just had, I immediately went from having somebody who supported my every move and um you know he not only was he my best friend he spoiled me and he paid for all, essentially all my bills I had a job but I was buying clothes with that money I wasn't saving it um so I went from having to not worry about anything to all of a sudden worrying about car insurance health insurance my rent um electricity water food bills that I had never had to worry about so that was my thing I was like I'm going to get on my feet make sure that I can do this And then I'll start worrying about mental stuff because I just Mm -hmm. kind of compartmentalized and I I packed it away and it's just gone. Now, now at this point, I'm like, I don't even really want to unpack it all. It just kind of seems like a hassle. So maybe, maybe once um, Ghost Cowboy takes off a little more and I can take some time off and maybe go to like Yeah, let's get Ghost Cowboy popping off. Yeah. And then we can have a nice, um, like a spa week or something and I can really just unpack it all. (laughs) But, um, did, and you don't have to answer this, but like. It sounds like your dad did pretty well business-wise. I mean, was nothing left to you or did some have to go to the other child or how does that all work? Like, were you really left with nothing? So by the end of the 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 ballet company, mm-hmm. he was pretty like financially dried up. And mm-hmm. I mean, like he was he was paying himself enough to live comfortably with me and support mm-hmm. me and support Ashley and support the baby and support Ashley's mom. But I mean, like, that was a lot of financial supporting he was having to do. Um, And also, he had life insurance, but it actually, like, ended of May 2020. So it, like, he stopped paying the premium 
gone. And, and my mom didn't have life insurance either because um, he thought, you know, statistically the man dies first most of the time. So he thought, we'll just, we'll just make, give me life insurance. And then my mom died and he was like, well, shit. So he upped his life insurance. And then, um, yeah, so there was, I, I saw those papers and I was like, mm, okay, so there's no money for me right now. Any assets also of his aren't allowed to be given to me because there's an ongoing trial. And in Florida, mm-hmm. there's a, a law called the Slayer Law, which essentially means that if you have anything to do with your spouse's death, um, you might not be able to get their assets. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't translate well over to South Carolina, I think. From my understanding, this is what I've been told because I was like, okay, there has to be something, you know. Yeah, the um, house. And, Isn't the, yeah, house the house left to you or – it yeah but we also um the we can't find a copy of the original will Hmm. so that's a big thing um and the will I mean just like we don't know what was left to Ashley what was left to me what was left to the baby um so and also the house it's it's an ongoing trial so they're like any assets can't be you know taken distributed yeah yeah so you essentially Um, just have to continue your life right now as though nothing is yours and Mm -hmm. yeah I got his truck yeah I got his truck so that was great you know yeah I love I think I I love driving a truck I've always wanted a truck so that was fun um it's like a little piece of my dad that I get to drive around every day and what made you just so you can plug ghost cowboy but what made you create this brand and you know where can people follow you plug yourself Okay, so um, you can follow me on TikTok, Eva the Freaking Diva, or ghostcowboy.co on Instagram, and then Eva the Freaking Diva also on Instagram. I started Ghost Cowboy um, because I was working for a company called United Monograms, mm-hmm. and um, I was just doing marketing and sales and social media for them. Um, and then somehow I, it, this was a completely internal thing. I just, it was when Kanye and Pete Davidson were having that internet feud and Kanye mm-hmm. posted the picture of him holding the legal pad that said my account wasn't hacked. Mm-hmm. Photoshopped that, put like me, you and Skeet and I crossed, mm-hmm. it was like stick figures. I crossed Skeet out, put it on a shirt purely for myself, but I made a TikTok in it and that caught like a couple hundred thousand likes. And like, I immediately listed it on our, there was a, um, they have a United Monograms kind of has like a secondary boutique website listed on there and um, people just went insane over it. And then Pete Davidson sent that picture of him to Kanye and said, in bed with your wife, put that on a shirt, put in bed with your wife on the shirt. And that one took off even more. So I was, um, I, at this point, my, my business partner was like, I think you should just start your own. Cause he mm-hmm. knew that I did art as well. So that's how I started Ghost Cowboy. I just, I started, making those shirts and then I started I, I was getting tired of like having to keep up with pop culture and mm-hmm. um that's when I sat down and I was like okay like well, I I need money um these shirts aren't doing great I I'm not really getting paid for United Monograms and United Monogram anymore I'm, I'm like fully leaning into Ghost Cowboy mm-hmm. um but if there's no sales I, I don't make money so um we started the shirt of the day series on TikTok which took off after like a week and then people that that got goes cowboy a lot of recognition this was in june and so Mm -hmm. it's it's growing pretty quickly um yeah which is really awesome but now it's just strictly my art on shirts well yeah that's what i want right make a get me a quote or make me a bid or whatever but i'd love to do 
you know, I think it's, it, they, it works well together, a, a ghost cowboy and the words, please don't tell anyone. And, uh, yeah, we can, you know, make I it love, like a yeah. secretive, secretive girl. I definitely can do that. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, that won't be in the podcast. Well, your plugging will, but. <laughs> oh, baby, it will. If you guys want a ghost cowboy, please don't tell anyone collab. Let yeah, us know. Yeah, we can keep that in there. People would probably really love that. I know. So, so my final question that I ask everyone, if you haven't listened to the podcast, it's totally random and not related to anything that we've talked about, which is what is your favorite restaurant in Charleston? What's your go-to spot? I have a map oh. that you can look after of all the episodes I've done and it like shows you where everyone's favorite restaurant is and links it. So that is I'm going to put you on the map. an insanely awesome idea. And I love that yeah. so much. Coleman Public House. I get their truffle. So I, I love French fries. French fries are like mm-hmm. one of my favorite foods. Um, they, I get a, like a burger, but I get chicken instead of beef, and it has fried green tomatoes on it and like lettuce, you know, whatever. And then um, truffle fries. Their truffle fries are the best french fries I've ever had in my entire life. Oh, my God. Amazing. Okay. That will fully go on the map with that description of what to get. Um, Eva, you're incredible, and I know you get that all the time, and I know that you're just honestly at the start of your healing journey, but the fact that you are the way you are right now is insane. And I think you have, um, I know you have millions of people supporting you and, um, you know, you have another one now and I, I really hope to hear more about where your journey goes and I follow you and I'm sure you're going to get a lot of followers from this. I think you're really awesome. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and follow the podcast wherever it is you listen to it so that we can bring you more unexpected stories by ordinary people. And if you didn't like the episode, forget what I just said and just please don't tell anyone.